Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. An Erios production. Hello, Jen Zabrowski. I finally decided to call the Brittany hotline today. I discovered the podcast a few months ago, back in September, and I listened to all of it within a couple of months while I was working. And it's so good. (laughs) It made me really happy. It it was a really nice uh, distraction from the current state of the world. And so I just wanted to call and let you know that you really did bring a lot of joy into my life during what has been uh such a devastating time for all of us. So I wanted to call and say thank you for that. I'm really excited to, you know, for you to come back, and I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on the documentary that just came out. Yeah, I just wanted to call and say thank you and say how much I love the show. Anyway, I wish you a wonderful welcome back, and thank you so much for being there for me and for us and for the rest of the fans. You're great. Bye. you just the sweetest. That voicemail on the hotline just took me places. You guys, we're back. Hello. It's great to be back. If you're wondering why the sound isn't perfect, like it doesn't sound like I'm talking into a microphone, that's because I'm not. I'm talking into my phone. I'm out in Palm Springs at my parents' Palm Springs rental I feel like a teenager. I got in my car and I drove out here all by my lonesome and I'm shacking up with my parents. They're making me meals. They're um they're just they're just making me so much food, you guys. And you know what happened? I I came out here and I had all my equipment and my microphone um shit the bed. And uh and so thank God for iPhones. And here we are. And don't I know you deserve better? But this is this is where we're at and it's so fitting considering the last 12 months that we have all experienced. I started to do some new episodes and I was like, "You know what? I got to 
I got to slow down because I just didn't even know what to say. It felt like the world was moving so fast and Brittany was giving us so much, I have to admit. You guys, can we think back in the last 12 months since the beginning of this pandemic, Brittany has given us everything from burning her gym down to finally having her moment in the sun where it isn't just us, you know, Brittany people. I always say like, oh God, I found my people when I started doing this podcast. But now as as a as a culture, we all understand that Brittany needs to be free, how amazing Brittany truly is, how cruel we were to her. Like everyone is finally on the same page. And that has all happened during this pandemic. The woman never stops being a part of the conversation. And I'm just so glad that now officially everyone is on board. And I don't know about you guys. If you're a true Britney fan, how was how was it for you when this doc came out? Like, let's walk through it. Okay, number one, the doc comes out. You hear about it and you're like, oh, fuck yeah, great. I've got something to watch. Do you know what I mean? And then you're like, okay. Let me get ready. I'm ready for it. I was counting down the minutes. I like went on to Hulu and I was like, I've got five minutes till this thing comes on. Three minutes, two minutes, one minute. Okay, we're in. It begins. I'm requesting silence in my house. I'm making sure my dog has gone on a walk, has eaten food, you know, the whole thing. Then then I'm watching it and it's with every section. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Then... It's over. And you're like, I wonder how everybody else is feeling. And the next day, the stories, it just explodes. You know, the news, everyone is talking about it. Social media, it it is trending. I mean, so much so that it finally forces Justin Timberlake to make a lame apology. It was wild. When the following Friday came, I was sitting on my couch. I was exhausted. And I was staring kind of off into space and I was like, you know, I feel understood. I feel seen. And I also, I felt exhausted. It felt like I had given birth to something and I, and I, not just me, I'm sure somebody else out there must have felt like that, right? I mean, guys, we have really, we really gave birth to something and it just felt so incredible. And I got I have to give props to the New York Times and Hulu for getting this to us. The New York Times did a phenomenal job. I was reading um a story from um someone who an editor for the piece who helped collect all of the old clips and sifting through that. I'm sure that was just an, I mean, they did an unbelievable job. I'm sure that was just beyond time consuming. Also, there must have been so much that they could have used. Um, and they they really got to the heart of the matter. A couple of things. One, even I'm having a hard time with the Diane Sawyer of it all. I had, re, you know, I love rewatching these clips. This is what I do to relax and what I've done to relax for years now. And Diane Sawyer is one of those, like, I love, like, kind of how I love Britney. I love Britney Spears. I love Diane Sawyer. I love Sarah Paulson. They're just like a couple of people where it's just like, I just, I just love them. I feel like they're kindred spirits. And Diane Sawyer is one of them. She's my queen. 
But she did Britney dirty. I don't really like how she spoke to Britney, how she pushed. And I've talked forever about Matt Lauer. I mean, that interview, he was such a piece of shit. I mean, let's just get right to it. The way he spoke to her, the way he also, he baited her. And when she said, you know, about herself and Kevin, I need him right now because I'm a mess. And he's like, really? Are you a mess? And she was like, well, it's just hormones, you know, like I'm pregnant and I was pregnant right before that. And I'm a major pop star and people are chasing me all the time. So yeah, I'm kind of, you know, I'm a mess. And it's just so funny. I just want to say this about Matt Lauer. It is so funny that he was like, your baby, Brittany, you know, the press, they're very upset. They, they, the paparazzi, they got picture of pictures of you with, you know, your son on, on your lap while driving the car. And, and I feel like now with what we know about Matt Lauer, it's like Matt Lauer was like, Brittany, don't you know, children aren't supposed to be on your lap. Interns are like, it's just like, what is wrong with people? This woman was trying to protect her child, and yet Matt Lauer's got, you know, a secret button in his freaking office, and he's just abusing his power. Ay, ay, ay. Guys, I don't know about you, but the number one thing, the number one takeaway from that documentary is culture as a whole. I think the positive is the needle has moved. It was shocking for all of us to see where we were really just in the early 2000s, not that long ago. My friend Annie, she text messaged me and she said, I think that this doc should be required viewing for anyone under the age of 25 to understand the culture in which we came up in. Uh, The way we rooted for people to fail, especially women, I don't know if you guys have seen this too, but there's a a clip of Paris Hilton on the David Letterman show. Um, it's right when she got out of prison. She, you know, she went to to jail for 45 days. I believe it was a DUI or um, something to have to do with her probation. She went, and he is just making fun of her, bullying her, really, just going for her and. In watching it towards the end, it's just not funny. And the audience is loving it, eating it up. And we we did. We just, we rooted for people to fail. Again, these are things we've been talking about on here for a while. And it just felt so great for the conversation to expand and to grow. And I'm really looking forward to that. I'm very excited about it. Um you know, the Justin Timberlake of it all. I was like, thank you. Thank you. And guys, we'll talk about this more in episodes to come, but let's just put it this way. Justin Timberlake is a, is a major celebrity. There's no way, no way that his people were not informed that that doc was going to drag him before the doc came out. So he knew they decided to wait, see how the doc played, and then it played in the way that it did. And then he received so many comments from everyone and finally felt forced to make a bullshit apology 
because he had a movie coming out on Apple. I mean, let's just let's just tell it like it is. You know what I mean? And uh, one, I don't need to see some movie where he's like taking care of some kid. I'm just like Justin Timberlake. Please stop. The only movie role he was ever good in was the Social Network. We know this. We all know this. And it was because he played a really annoying hyper person. So what I'm saying is there wasn't much acting. Listen, if he wants to have this conversation, I'm here for it. Literally, I am here to have a conversation with him. But, you know, I'll give it up. If it's if it's not for me, if he wants to have it with Oprah, somebody like that, I'm here for that too. But just have it. I just won't be able to take, I want to have the conversation. And then all it is is some apology on the notes app. You know, like, I don't need that. Um, I do follow his trainer on Instagram. And guys, I actually do enjoy fitness. I have my, my, throughout my 20s, right when I moved to LA, you know, I went through like the very first time, you know, the very first first time when your body changes. Mine changed. I got a trainer, uh, which was insane because I was a preschool teacher. It's not like I had money to have get a trainer, but I was like, no, I need to do this. And I had a trainer and his name was LB, which is funny because my dog is Lucky Blue and sometimes I call him LB. And so sometimes I pretend that like Lucky Blue is training me and when we're on hikes and stuff like that, that's neither here nor there. But I go on this, um, I get this trainer and I've been into fitness ever since then. Now, listen, my butt would tell you a different story. This quarantine has been rough on my butt. I'm not going to lie to any of you. Um, it was in the fall. I finally was like, you know what? Let's get, we need to get honest. Let's, let's see what the damage is. Let's get on a scale. I got on the scale and the damage was real, you know, but we are in a global pandemic and I have never felt more anxiety in my entire life. And the scale reflected that, okay? I gained 10 pounds. I'm now, um, I'm down, I'm down a solid five. So I'm like where it's a real five. So now I've got five more to go. And a lot of this is due to, to Peloton. Shout out to Cody Rigsby who loves Britney Spears. But all this to say, I do love fitness. And so I follow Justin's trainer on Instagram. He's also Chelsea Handler's trainer, Jessica Beale, uh, Sophia Bush. Like he's great, super talented guy. And I, I like what he's, what he's offering, but he posted about how Justin was so committed to his training for this movie Palmer that's now coming out. And I'm like, Oh my God, Justin, how about you just like commit to not being such an eager, hyper, super annoying, corny guy. Like, I just can't with it anymore. And I I don't know. We'll see. But my heart is still open. I'm not saying anyone should, and I believe, I think, Cody Rigsby said this when he commented on the framing Britney Spears doc I'm not here to cancel anyone, but I have feelings about Justin. I'm not saying Justin shouldn't be allowed to sing or dance or try to make shitty movies. I'm just saying I need a bigger conversation. And he's saying he wants to have it, so he better have it. That's all I'm saying. He better have the conversation. Okay, guys, listen. The doc. 
two great things. Um, I just want to give a shout out to the Britney's Graham podcasters, Tess Barker and Barbara Gray. They are, I mean, pretty much the catalyst for the Free Britney movement. They've done great work. I went on their, their Instagram for the podcast today, and I feel like they have put so much work into it, and they've rocked it. And I thank them because it's, you know, guys, here's, I, I don't think anyone after watching that doc is like, I don't know, though, Brittany shouldn't be free. We all agree. For better or worse, I don't know what she would do with her money. But at the end of the day, this is her money. Let her live her life. Let her decide whether or not she buys macaroni and cheese or broccoli. Like, leave the girl alone. The fact that she can't vote and yet can sing and dance for thousands of people doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to me. And it's enough. It's cruel. At this point, it's cruel. You're telling her she can't, she can't vote. She can't decide who she wants to vote for. Think about what's been going on in this world, okay, over the last, let's just even say the last 12 months. And you are telling me that Britney Spears can't decide who she wants to vote for, but she can go to the same place every day and perform for thousands of people? I don't get that. I, I don't understand that. And... I think many of us now see that. So let her be free. Let her live her goddamn life, you guys. I just want to know what's in that file. You know, when the the lawyer who Brittany wanted to hire and he was denied, he was not allowed to be her lawyer. And the judge had a closed file that he could not get his eyes on. And he says, whatever is in that file is what is keeping Brittany from having control over her own life. And I need to know what's in that file. Does anyone know? Do you guys have any idea? Because I think it comes down to that. Whatever's in there, that's the key to it all. I loved seeing Felicia, the way she showed up. That was beautiful. I also really liked everything Dave Holmes had to say. Afterwards, you guys, if you want to follow up to that, Dave Holmes, he is a former MTV VJ. He wrote an article. It's called, uh, it's entitled, I was an MTV VJ during peak Britney. Framing Britney Spears made me ashamed and hopeful. And that's all about what I was saying before about culture. We're moving the needle. And also it is truly uh, shocking where we were just only 15 years ago. Um, since this article came out, Ali Sims, Britney Spears's former assistant, and also, I believe, cousin, she came forward saying Jamie Spears threatened her life. Threatened her life. It's interesting. And that brings me to today's, um, to today's episode. This is a two-parter, you guys. Two-parter. And it was going to be one episode, and there was just too much. So I went and found... With the help of Theodore Leaf, you guys, Theodore is the best. He's was one of my most favorite guests. You guys loved his episode. Um, and he helped me out and he helped me find two people who 
worked with Britney Spears. The first is a woman who worked with Britney Spears for four years in the height of, at the height of Britney's career. She was with her from Oops, I Did It Again all the way to In the Zone. And um, she did her makeup. They were very dear friends. And I speak with her. And then next week, I spoke to a woman who worked with Britney. She did her hair for one year. She was hired only to do Britney's everyday hair. And it was during 2008 when Britney was coming back. It was Britney's first year of her conservatorship. You guys, the similarities are um, of their experiences are heartwarming. It's um, it's really special, and there are also some really key differences. I mean, mostly that Jules, who was with Brittany for four years, never met Jamie, and Brittany only mentioned him once, and then cut to speaking with Roberta, who was with Brittany for one year. She was interfacing with Jamie on the regular, on the daily. And and Larry's the big connector in this. So I just, I can't wait to share all of this with you. And you know, it's really positive. Here's the thing. I, I've decided something, you guys. This is my intention, at least. That think of we need to talk about Britney as the, uh, the Drew Barrymore show of Britney podcasts. We're here to have some fun, be positive, spread joy, you know, spread joy, spread love, occasionally have a lisp. That's what we've got going on over here. I appreciate everyone who was excited that this was coming back. I've loved every single one of your messages and all of the new listeners. You guys, we have a lot of fun over here and we love what everyone else is doing too And the bottom line is, I just am so excited that everyone's talking about Britney in the way that they are, honoring her for the true freaking genius talent that she is. And we're going to lift her up over here. And I really do believe, guys, that this year she will be free. She will be free. And again, I thank everyone at the New York Times who worked on this piece They knocked it out of the ballpark. It's freaking perfect. It's amazing. I hope you enjoy um, these first two episodes and let's get to it. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Julianne Kay. Let's go. Yeah, ba- I did baby. Uh, um, I did the denim. Dr- I did denim dress. I didn't do the baby one more time makeup, but I came in towards the end of that tour, and I started doing her makeup and hair on baby one more time, and then we did Oops, which was a world tour. Oh, I was there for that Albany, New York. So, did, were you on the road with her? I was in Albany, New York. That's so funny because my cousins live in Jersey, and that was the only show I could get them tickets to. So they were there too. That's one of the most romantic gifts my husband's ever given me. He 
uh, he got me a ticket stub from the uh, the Knickerbocker Arena. It's now the Pepsi Arena, but the Knickerbocker Arena, the uh, the Oops, I Did It Again tour. He got me a ticket stub. You would die with all the memorabilia I have. I have like platinum records and like I, I just came upon my tour book recently, you know, because I moved. So all this stuff is uh, all my passes from um, anything I did with Brittany. Like I just went down memory lane with all that stuff. So how did you come to work with Brittany during that time? Okay. So it was really random. It was, you know, I was really young, probably like 23 and, you know, I just started doing makeup and um, I was working at a hair salon part-time as a receptionist. Cause obviously when you start doing makeup, it's not like you're working crazy right away. So the owner of the salon, his wife, she was a makeup artist, you know, she just moved from New York and she had, um, she had NSYNC and she had Britney, but they weren't really famous yet. Like NSYNC was more famous, but Britney had just done baby one more time. Like it, you know, wasn't really, and let me tell you something. This is so strange. Before I started working with Britney, I remember I was at Sears and you know how they have all, well, they used to have all the TVs like floor to ceiling lined up and they were playing the baby one more time video. And it was like, it made me actually stop in my tracks. And I was like, what's this? I'm like, who's this girl in pigtails? Like I actually took note of it. So it was kind of foreshadowing, you know, like, oh, I'm going to work with this girl. But anyway, back to the salon. Um, yeah. So I did a, a couple of jobs with her as an assistant. And then I did the, um, you know, the, what is it from the bottom of my broken heart, oh, Gregory. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He did the video. So I assisted the makeup artist on that video and she straight up was like, do you want to go on tour with Brittany? And I was like, what? <laughs> She's like, yeah, you know, just do her makeup and hair and like finish up baby one more time. And I said, sure. Cause you know, when you're a big makeup artist, you, you usually don't do tour, like maybe now a days, but back then like big makeup, they didn't do it. That's like for the assistants. So I didn't even know how to do hair. And I was like, sure, I'll do it. I'll fake it till I make it. So, you know, I was 23 years old or 24. I was young. And, um, I had only met Brittany that one time. So we get, you know, I, I fly into, I think it was Pensacola, Florida. And, um, you know, we, we have to start like doing makeup and hair. And she hands me this bag of extensions and she's like, here you go. You know, chomping on her gum. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't fucking know. Can I swear? Sorry. I don't know if I can. I don't know how to do, I don't know how to do hair, let alone hair extensions. And she, I think she could see that I didn't know how to do it. And I was like, no, you don't need them. You don't need them. And you know, she had the bob. I mean, she always has a bob, like her, her hair never grows. So I just started like, she showed me how to put it in. And then I sort of kept putting the tracks on right underneath each other. So I don't know if like you remember seeing some bad pyramid hair moments. That was my fault uh, <laughs> because I didn't know how to do the hair, but she was so sweet. Cause you know, I ended up getting really good at it, but she is the one who taught me how to put extensions. In. <laughs> and you gave us one of the most iconic Britney moments and not even Britney moments in pop cult pop culture moments, the denim ball gown with the matching <laughs> outfit with Justin. And I mean, there's so much to discuss and I, but I, I just, I have, and I have to a story. <laughs> okay. Great. There's because, a story with that. <laughs> because I'm wondering, you know, here, here are my questions. 
did did everyone know that it was going to be an iconic moment? Are we looking at the ball the ball gown and being like, "Holy shit, you guys are about to put matching denim?" No, not at all. No. Not at all. Is Justin excited? Is he putting it on thinking it's too much? You know, what's the feeling when they're walking out the door? Like, are they feeling themselves? Are they fighting that day? Are they totally (laughs) like having the best night of their lives? This was in 2001 for the AMAs. And now everyone, you know, people have tried to recreate it. It's the ultimate Halloween couples costume. I mean, Katy Perry wore it to the MTV Video Music Awards one year. I mean, it's just like, it's totally amazing. So please... Tell me anything and everything you want to tell me about that night. Oh, my God. Okay, so this is what's so funny. You don't realize you're making this kind of iconic history when you're doing it. Like, uh, it's so bizarre. And, okay, well, I'll just start from the beginning. It was the AMAs. I remember so well. It was raining. And I was wearing these, like, heel boots. I end up, okay, so I, I knew about she was doing the denim dress, matching denim outfits. And I didn't really think anything of it. But, you know, she was hosting. So I was really focused on all the other outfits she was wearing and how we were going to, you know, do quick changes. Anyway, I had parking issues. It was horrible. I ended up, anyway, running there. I am so late. I have like 20 minutes to put her makeup on for that denim, you know, the denim red carpet. And I was so freaked out. And I was like, where do I start? Where do I start? And, you know, I just did what I could in about 20 minutes. And I didn't want her to miss the red carpet because, you know, this denim outfit, you know, matching outfit was pretty big deal, but I never, I I kind of got cheesy to be honest with you. I was like, oh my God, they're so country, like matching denim outfits. Well, they are so country. They, they are. I mean, that's them. That's the, who they really are. It was Curtin Bart, wasn't it? I can't remember who styled it. I think it was Curtin Bart. I could be wrong. And all the Britney fans are going to come for me, but I think it was them. But yeah, so, you know, I didn't really have time to lament over the makeup. In fact, if you go to my Instagram, there's a really funny picture of me doing her for that. It's, um, I'm, it's a few shots down, but we're both making this funny smile like this. And I'm wearing a butterfly shirt and she's like this. Cause Felicia was like, let's take a picture. And I'm like, I got fucking 20 minutes. <laughs> so that's why that picture looks like that. But anyway, yeah, so they, they did the carpet and came back and then, you know, we did all the changes. And then, um, the end of my night ended with me tripping on the stairs and Bill Maher laughing at me because I broke a heel. It was like the worst night of my life. So I, I don't have fond memories of that day. But I will tell you, I was always sort of embarrassed. I was like, it's not my best work. You know, I had 20 minutes and then it really wasn't until Instagram. And like a few years ago, I was going through some pictures and my, my millennial younger friend was like, you did the denim. You have to post that. And I'm like, it's so lame. She's like, no, it's iconic. It's totally iconic. I'm like, no, I I don't understand. I want to run from this makeup. Like I want to run from this part of my, yeah, I had no idea. I'm looking at it right now too. And let me tell you, it's gorgeous. It's the perfect, (laughs) the perfect eye. I mean, she was perfectly spray tanned or, you know, had just baked in the sun on a vacation with Justin even though she was only 19, they were probably like going to Hawaii and having a real time. But I mean, the perfect, the perfect, like early aughts, like neutral lip. I mean, it is iconic, Britney. It is 
you did amazing work in 20 minutes. Thank you. But it's so funny to me because like I said, my experience of that day was horrible. Like I had no time. I broke my heel. I fell down the stairs. So for me, I was just like, oh, and then I, like I said, I thought the outfits were silly. So I never like claimed it. No, I really, I was like, I'm not claiming this as a makeup artist. I'm not claiming that. And now I'm like, oh yeah, I did Dun and Brittany. I'm Dun and Brittany. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> things change. It's just all, you know, things take time sometimes. And it, that's been marinating and now it's like ready. It's a, it's ready to go. What were, what was, um, like you, Justin was around during all of these years. They were dating at that time. Mm-hmm. What was, what was that like? What can you say about that? Um, like he would often surprise her. So, you know, like I would end up, she sometimes, you know, I was on the band bus. So sometimes she'd be like, Oh, come, you know, stay over on my bus till we go to the next city and hang out. So like every now and again, I'd get on her bus and Justin would have like rose petals all around. And he's like, Oh no, 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 no. You know, or Felicia would say, Oh, Justin surprising her, surprising her. So, you know, they were cute like that. That's nice. I like that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. At the time, during these four years, do you, who was around? Like, what was her entourage like? Were you alone with Brittany a lot? Was she allowed to be alone? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, so this is interesting because... All right. So she had a, um, this is okay. I, I don't know what ultimately caused this breakdown, but I can tell you from my years with her, I could see how it got to that point, you know? So I was, I, you know, we were very, very, very close and, you know, we we're on the road and we had each other. She was close to her dancers. Um, you know, she had her cousin Gina on, um, uh, on the road with us. And then her friend, uh, Courtney, and I forgot the other girl's name, but you know, like she had a good group of people around her, uh, for the most part, but what 
what would happen all the time is like this grueling schedule. So she would break down all the time and be like, you know, um, I need time off. I need time off. And yeah, it was a grueling schedule. And I remember one time we were having lunch and uh, someplace in London and we were going to go shopping and she goes, Oh, let's go shopping. We're in London. It's so exciting. So, you know, we, when in there, no paparazzi, we walk out and it's just wall to wall paparazzi, pretty, 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 pretty. And, you know, we run back in and this is when it started happening. Cause she wasn't like super famous right out the gate. So big Rob goes and gets the, tr- the car. Yes. The big Rob. I remember big Rob. Big Rob. Yes. <laughs> So when she deep. says in the one doc or uh, or it was like an MTV special, I remember she was like, Rob, you're my best friend. I always remember Aww. her saying that. Big Rob, I would never have thought this, but he seriously, he's like my best friend. I like your shirt, Rob. What? Your baby blue in today. We hang out, we go out, we go clubbing, and he's just funny. God has really blessed me with the team of people that I'm able to have around me. I am so blessed. I really am. He really loved Brittany. He loved Brittany. And, you know, he got, we get in the van and this is the first time this has ever happened. So I have a a tendency to like deviate because I have so much like to tell, you know, but, um, but yeah, so we get in the car and she's just crying and sobbing. And she's like, I just want to be normal. I just want to be normal. Like, so that was like, the beginning of all of this crazy, you know, time, because, you know, she, once the paparazzi and the people like, like she couldn't go anywhere. Mm. So even on her days off, she couldn't go anywhere because there was, everybody knew who she was. It happened in Saratoga Springs. I remember we went to a store, we got, we left the hotel, we were walking around, like nobody was there. We go to the store and we're shopping and all of a sudden you see one kid pressed against the window and then another one and another one. And the lady had to let us out the back in the alley. And then, you know, we, they, they figure it out and they're chasing us. And, and, you know, in the beginning that, that stuff was kind of fun, but then it started to get grating. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you know, she had some death threats and I, you know, which is pretty common for celebrities, but, you know, she had to go on a lockdown and they didn't want to tell her, you know, especially when she first came out with Justin. So when they first came out as dating, they were like all like a bunch of death threats and they didn't know which was real or not. So she, we were like in Sweden or something. And, and Larry's like, she cannot leave. Like they put a security guard in front of the door. So she, but you can't tell her that there's a death threat. Just, just that she don't let her leave. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? Just tell her what's going on. Let her give her the information. I mean, I guess at that time she was a teenager still. So that's maybe that's how this problem began with, you know, trying to control Brittany's feelings and attitude at any time, you know, and it's instead of giving someone the information of what's going on around them so they can make decisions for themselves. No, no. Brittany didn't really, you know always called the shots as far as that went. Like there are many situations where, cause I was very close with Brittany and you know, whoever Larry, whoever would be like, 
can you just make sure Brittany does this? Can you make sure that Brittany, it was always trying to get her to do something. I always feel like there is an ulterior motive. Like, you know, she wanted time off, begged for it. She really wanted the time off. So, you know, we, we decided to go to Vegas and, and, you know, it's never like really letting her have time off. He wanted us to have eat with the Maloofs. You know what I mean? It's like, there's always like an ulterior motive is to get somewhere mm. with her camp. You know, what is your feeling? What is your feeling on Larry? Hmm. Hmm. I don't have any feelings. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't look, it's not just him. It, it's all anybody that is in her stratosphere that's making money off of her. I have the, I have this whole theory about Britney's love for driving and just like, and how much she loves to drive. And as someone who wants her to get out of this conservatorship, it's mostly because I just want her to be able to drive. And I know she's not allowed to. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any memories of being in a car with Britney while she's driving? No, because she'd always make me drive. That's what's so funny that you're saying that always had me driving her car. Like, in fact, there's paparazzi pics. If you Google like in and out and it's me driving her Mercedes, she like always, I don't know why, but I, yes, I do have a fun memory. She used to live up on sunset Plaza at the very top. And um, I don't know what the name of the song is, but it was, it was like a B side breathe on me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Breathe on me. Anyway, when she first recorded that song, we had it and we were playing it in the Mercedes with the top down and we were blasting it. And she had her hands up in the air and she's like, <laughs> you know, it was awesome. That's incredible. She was like feeling her own music. She's like, I love this song. That's incredible. And so, well, that means were you there for the, so you were there for the breakup of Brittany and Justin. And then when she met Kevin. Yeah. Okay. So Kevin, I, I think Kevin was on baby one more time, like at the end of that with a different group. I think I kind of remember him, but yeah, like, so I was definitely there for the breakup. What was that <laughs> like? What can you say? Or uh, what do you can't what? really say much? Sure. I don't want to, yeah. you don't want to go there. Cause that's super private, but you know, let's just say there were issues on both sides, but, um, yeah, that was really bad. That was really mm-hmm. bad. And I was in the middle of all that, you know, um, uh, talking to both of them and stuff. So that was that was pretty gnarly. But the video didn't really help <laughs> that he made. His video. Yeah. That yeah, was- I think that really sent her over the edge, you know. Um, I think it was cruel. You know what I mean? Like, thank you. Like, if you. If you love Britney and you know Britney, it's like you don't really need to go there. You don't need to air out dirty laundry, like you know, for the world to see. Like, I don't know. I just thought I thought that was really messed up. That really hurt her. I um I I have I have a very complicated relationship with Justin, and you know, and I and I talk about it a lot on this podcast, and. I got to sit down with Lance Bass and I said, you know, I have a really he's the best. I said, I have a really complicated relationship with Justin Timberlake. And he said, funny. So do I. (laughs) Interesting. I actually ran into Lance like a couple of years ago on the plane. I was like, I tapped him on the shoulder. He was sitting in front of me. But yeah, he's a sweetheart. He's such a sweet guy. But I just think that Justin really did her dirty. 
And it was just so uncalled for. And I just have a hard time with him. Yeah. It's like, what are the, when people break up and then like revenge porn, it's like kind of like that. I feel like, you know, the thing is, is to know Brittany, you know, that like she, you know, that just having that she, her life was already like so public and not hers. And it was, she cried about it all the time. I mean, this is like all the time, like, I want to be normal. I want to be, it was like the looming over her. So the fact that he did that was like to really go for the jugular, Mm. you know, so to speak. Um, But like, like we went to Ivy for my birthday one time, we went to the bathroom and uh, people were waiting for her outside of the stall, like, or outside of the room. And she just went, she's like, Oh, she's like, y'all that desperate. You got to wait for me to go to the bathroom. Like, you know, like there was just no privacy, you know, like even for things like that. So for Justin to go there was just really unnecessary, if you will. Well, I mean, he basically says that. what happened. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, we, we all, we, we all know, we all know. I mean, also, again, we never really know what goes on with people, but also, but also, I mean, Nikki Deloche came on the podcast and she, I she, love Nikki Deloche. <laughs> she's amazing. And she flat out said, which I actually don't think anyone's ever said this who knows them, but she said, I mean, that Brittany cheated on Justin with Wade. So, I mean, and you don't need to confirm nor deny, but she did say that and she knows them and it's pretty, you know, much known. And my only thing is, who cares? It's not that. It's not that. I mean, they were 19. Uh, I don't think he was faithful. either. There's no proof, but they were kids. Um, She was, I think she thought he was having something with like one of the all saints. All saints. There were things that she was worried. They were both definitely doing each dirty macking each other. You know what I mean? Like they were both doing bad things. That's Thank why I said, I said, I didn't really want to touch that. But Nikki put it out there. So. I mean, we've got it on tape, so it's it's been out there. So yeah, absolutely. Do you have a favorite um a favorite look that you did with Brittany, where you were like that look? I am very proud of. Hmm. I don't know. I guess I don't. I don't know because I mean, we just did sort of like. Oh God, there's things I'm more like not proud of. Sure, you always remember the things that, yeah, you're that. Yeah, I'm like you don't like. I really, yeah, I did like the denim. I thought that was like it was pretty. It was classic Britney, you know. But there are things like she loves glitter, and like we did things on tour that, like, I go back and I'm just like, oh man, what was I thinking? You know. (laughs) I love all those looks. She was also really into at the time. Because then I remember I tried to get them for my spring break in Myrtle Beach. The um the tattoos that were like rhinestones. Why? Why? Right? This is what I don't want to claim. Why? Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, this is embarrassing. Okay. And that picture haunts me because we were in New York doing, I think, Today's Show or one of those things. And I was like, you know, Swarovski crystals were really huge. So I was like, why don't I do this like vine thing going down your arm? And I was just like freehanding it and like throwing, it was so bad. So that with that orange top, that picture haunts me. So that was one of my less proud moments, I would say as a makeup artist, it was not good. 
<laughs> did you do her makeup for SNL when she did SNL? Any of the I times? did it when she did it with Will Ferrell and she was um, doing the news. I did that. Nice. And did you do any music videos? I assisted. We'll see in the beginning. I assisted on the music videos. So from the bottom of my broken heart and then um, what is that? It only aired born to make Drive. you happy. It only Born to aired make you in ha- it only I love that song. That was it only song. aired in Europe, but also I really love her whole look in that. She has more of a bob. Um yeah. and she has the red top and those boots with like that the skirt, like skirt thing, thing going yeah. on. Yes, <laughs> yes. I love that look and I love that video. A you lot of people love that video. Man, my goodness. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love Britney Spears. I, I I love her so much. I went to Catholic um high school and wore a skirt and knee socks and the whole thing. And so when I saw her, I felt like I was seeing myself, but just like turned up and I was like, Oh, I'm a pop star and I'm from upstate New York. So when you were talking about Saratoga Springs and Albany, New York, and like, that's, that's where I'm from. Those were all my, all of my memories. I mean, I think of it too. Like I want to, Thank Brittany. And I said this to Lance. It's like you want to thank these people because they provided you with all of these great times. They were the catalyst for all of the fun that you had in high school. Um, And they are I'm the same age as them. So it was also, you know, I was falling in love at the time. And I I remember I was um, in Europe studying abroad and and I lived in a small, but like in a small village in the Netherlands, like nothing to do but smoke weed until you can't see. And then you eat five Mars bars and a Fanta soda to come back to life. And um, <laughs> and that's when uh, her movie came out and when Crossroads came out and I put together a group and I chartered a van to take us to the nearest town that had a movie theater. And I watched it um, with subtitles and a handful of people said they would go with me and it was just like the greatest moment. But I remember my sister also sent me, um, she sent me tabloid magazines and she was like, Jen, I hate to break this to you, but like Brittany and Justin have broken up. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, I just felt so devastated. I was like, I don't, I don't know how I share. (laughs) Yes. It was just, it was too much. It was just too much for me at the time. Um, to even begin to process. I just can't believe that you had a front row seat to all of this as it was happening. Now, do you was Jamie around at any point during your your years with Brittany? It was mostly Miss Lynn um, uh, around. Like, she had more of the reins. And then um, I would see him once in a while. And he'd come with Brian or Jamie Lynn. And um, I didn't really, like see him that much I really the only thing I remember Brittany saying about her dad is that he was an alcoholic when she was growing up and like it's just gonna sound so crazy she was at one point we were like sipping champagne and she's like she goes you know you know telling me how poor she grew up that she like ate squirrel like (laughs) you know like and that her daddy had a drinking problem but he was better now and then she was like I have like a million dollars in the bank now. I'm rich. (laughs) And I remember thinking, you're so much more wealthy than that. But yeah. (laughs) But sure. But but sure. Yeah. She never really talked about him that much, except I remember that one time and Mm -hmm. she just said, you know, that was that. 
So I found it very interesting that he was in charge of her conservatorship and not Miss Lynn. I wonder if it has anything to do with at that time was I, I would have to look at the timeline and do a little bit more digging. And like you were saying, like real Britney fans will probably come for you. They come for me often. And I'm always like, listen, I might flub a fact here or there, but I am a Britney intuitive. I feel like I, I understand how uh-huh. she's feeling um, just by looking well, at a picture of her. For what I experienced. So there you go. There you go. But I think <laughs> that it was around the time when Jamie Lynn got pregnant. And so I think that there was just like a lot for Miss Lynn to be handling. And at that time, I think also Brittany and her mom, I remember it being in the tabloids, like they weren't getting along. And there's when Brittany went to her to the to a trailer for um when Jamie Lynn was working on her show for Nickelodeon and there were like pictures of them fighting. I just feel like maybe they weren't in the greatest place and in that moment. And so then it went to Jamie, but I have, again, who knows? Um, But now I, I hope, I mean, her mom wants to be more a part of it and Brittany does not want her dad to be a part of it at all. So I hope that that happens for her. Yeah. I don't know what is, this is, you know, like I said, I won't say his name, but my friend who was doing her after, um, you know, after I had done her, he said that I, I, you know, just trying to get down to like what happened, like what's going on. Cause all I know is what led to, to the point, but like, he was like, she's not even allowed to have coffee. <laughs> like at some point she couldn't have a uh, TV, you know, this is earlier on in the conservatorship. So that's like what I know from that, but maybe because coffee makes you feel a certain way. But I'll tell you what was interesting. I don't know how much of this I can really tell you, but um, I, I mean, it's a fucking hilarious story. I tell people all the time, like she had Madonna gave her a bunch of Zor books. Like they're like, okay. books. she pulls out this big chest and she opens it up and it's like Hebrew. And she's like, you know, if I meditate over the words, I know what they mean. And I was like, okay, that's a little weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I thought that was a little strange. But Brittany was always very quirky like that. You know, but if I were to amplify that moment, you know, times 100, I can see how she is where she is maybe now. But there was also another incident. See, I'm jumping all over the place. But this this story has to be told. Okay. we She had that place up on Sunset Plaza. And I'm just going to say, this is really weird. She had the place in Sunset Plaza. She calls me and she says, um, I had my friend do Reiki healing on her. Like he had come up and I guess she had a crazy partying weekend and needed to relax. I, He left. She swears to God that they're like, it, he opened some spirit portal or something. And these bad spirits had come in and it was like a male and a female. And they were trying to like, push her down the stairs or something crazy. It was so bad that she left. She went to the Casa Del Mar hotel to stay there and never went back to that house again. She was so like, and she goes, yeah, I know you're gonna think I'm crazy. I'm not crazy. I know what I saw. I know, I know what I felt, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no, I believe in that shit too. So I didn't, what didn't really weird me out that much, but, um, she was very persistent about it. And 
she put her house on the market. And guess who bought that house? Who? And died in it. Brittany Murphy. Mm-hmm. What? Brittany Murphy bought that house. And I thought, oh, my God, that's fucking crazy. Because Brittany Murphy died in that house. And then her husband died in the house. It was like, maybe that house is cursed. I don't know. Yeah. Brittany was right. Brittany was right. And also, who was that Reiki healer that opened up some portal to evil <laughs> in that oh. fucking house? <laughs> I don't know. But isn't that story bananas? Like, it's so bananas. Because I remember, like, wow, what? Now, I I lived in a, a, a haunted house. I, I, I believe all that stuff. Are you surprised that she married Kevin? Does that surprise you? It did surprise me when it happened. And then when she was pregnant, I was like, oh, my gosh, she's so young. I mean, she's only a few years younger than me. But, yeah, it, it all seemed to happen so fast, you know. And then um, I didn't talk to her after that Zor moment, <laughs> you know. that was Is that the last. last time you talked to her? Well, no. When I was pregnant with my son, she was pregnant with her son. And um, our mutual friend said, I'm going to put you guys on three-way because, you you know, you're both pregnant. You haven't talked to each other in so long. So we said hi to each other on the phone. But it was we, it was very, like, formal. It was so strange, you know, because I was supposed to go back and see Brittany. And then, you know, so let me tell you, that girl would change her phone number, like, 13 times a year. So that was that. I, like, went back, you know, we were supposed to have plans. I went back and I, she wasn't there, so... I don't know. But yeah, the last time I actually talked to her was on the phone. And what was, and, and that was with, with that on that three way when you were pregnant and she was pregnant. Yeah. I was just like, Oh my God, we're both having kids. Oh okay, yeah. Let's get together. Okay. Bye. And that was the last time I talked to her. And then like, I saw her like lose her shit in front of everybody. And I was like, Whoa, you know, but like, it didn't surprise me either because so many times she was there like on the brink when I was with her, you know, like she's going to lose it. Like she's going to snap. So it seemed as though like what I'm getting from you is that she was overworked and experiencing the machine of fame and living in Los Angeles and the music industry and just being so beautiful and being the most famous person. And she had this desire to be a normal person. Like she would cry and say like, I want to be normal. Always her. She wanted, she wanted to do, she loved what she did, but she also had no privacy and she hated that. And she always like constant, just want to be normal. I want a normal life. I want normal. Like, you know, I think she, it was too much. It was so big for her. She, I don't think she was equipped, you know, Mm-hmm. What do you what do you want for Brittany? I just as a you now now as an outsider looking in, but being once an insider and being good friends with her. Oh God, I just wish she could have a normal life, you know, and peace and all that stuff. Like I, I just feel so bad for her. I feel like she was sort of robbed of that. She wanted it, and now she's in another prison. And she, mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's so bizarre and. I do know that conservatorships, they make a lot of money, you know, it, keeping people in a conservatorship. Um, and, and the whole thing is so public, too. 
you know, and that's what was all- the end of your working relationship with her? Just sort of fizzled, you know, she married Kevin and, you know, our working relationship was like on and off, but I mean, like on for like nine months off for two months on, you know, um, there are a lot of people that didn't really want us hanging out together because we were bad, you know, do you feel like you were bad? Do you feel like you were a bad combination, bad influence on each other? We weren't bad influence on each other. We were just like young girls that like, you know, wanted to go to clubs and hang out and party and hang out with Colin Farrell and do like, you know, whatever, go to this person's house. Like, you know, it, it was kind of funny because I remember we went to Ben Affleck's house and she was like, oh my God, we're at Ben Affleck's house. I'm like, and you're Britney Spears. You're way more fucking famous than he is. You know, so in a weird way, she was such a like innocent, young, like wide-eyed country bumpkin like that, you know? She was like, always like really surprised at some places that she would end up. She was like, I can't believe this is happening. Next week, I speak with Roberta, a hairstylist who worked with Britney during one of the most important and arguably interesting years of Britney's life, 2008, otherwise known as the first year of Britney's conservatorship. It's a conversation that's not to be missed. We Need to Talk About Britney is produced by Maria Blasucci with additional and emotional support by Theodore Leaf. Thank you to Julianne Kay for sitting down with me. And if you need to talk about Britney, the We Need to Talk About Britney hotline is open. Just call 814-277-3277. Our phone lines are open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because sometimes you just need to talk about Britney. Thanks, guys. Powered by ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer after for years to come try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.